I am Darth Sparty from Imperial Ventilation Design, part of the Hive of Scum and Villainy Alliance, and you are listening to the Escape Pod cast. This show was recorded in front of a live studio audience. Join me, and together we can rule the GOTB. One is a Grand Arena Specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The CFH Network presents The Escape Pod Cast, a service of The Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Eyre and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of The Escape Pod, Cast. The state of the galaxy poses a few questions. Light side territory battles is pushed back. The dev tracker drops. We get a lot of questions answered in the Q&A. Sort of. The Llama opens her storybook for the first time. We sit down to talk to Deadpool Kyle of Dan and Kyle to Hollywood about the Q&A. And the horde of Neil Andrew Air is unleashed upon the world. How is it working? All this and breaking news as and if it happens right here, right now on this fully live edition of the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast news. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Escape Pod cast. I'm your host, Neil Air, and here with me is the ever-present Paul Anthony. How are you doing today, Paul? <laughs> ever present i'll i'll take it i'll take it i i do like to make sure that i'm available for our listeners in our discord channel which if you're listening live it is literally live right now we have uh this week and next week right away 6 30 we can go live um nev schedule kind of opened up so we've got uh we've got two live shows back to back for you this week and we could not be more excited Oh, yes. Very, very excited. We do like it live. Yes, definitely. So, uh, you know, Nev, I wanted to start out, um, as you noticed, they, they did have, you know, we, we kind of had an information-packed week. Um, they, packed? Was, it was an overload. <laughs> we had the State of the Galaxy. We had the Developer Tracker. We had um, the whole Q&A. Um, and we're going to really get into the Q&A in a little bit when we talk to Deadpool Kyle in a little bit. Um, we're we're going to get into two topics there. But before we get into our thoughts on the Q&A, let's hit the first thing that came up. And that is the, uh, the uh, well, really quick, just going to touch on it. Once again, one store was priced a dollar higher than the other store. They're going to refund you. Don't worry, they're not trying to price point it out. When they say, when CG says that they're not trying to test market prices and things like that for different devices, they're not trying to tick off, you know, either a third or two thirds or even half of their base. They're, it's an error. People mess up. Sometimes code gets messed up. Relax. It's all right. It's going to be okay. Don't yeah, that. Worry yeah, that that that's that. There does seem to be a couple of. There does seem to be. All right. 
Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just wait. I, yeah, I, I, was just I know, I know, I know. You were singing a song. I, I, I wasn't. I, the, the penny didn't drop. No, I was going to say. I was just going to add to what you just said there. That there does seem to be. There did seem to be quite a few bugs um, with this whole new UI, didn't there? Really? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's absolutely one of the things that. Uh... That they did mention, I believe, in the uh, developer tracker. It, it's kind of neat. Um, looking at the developer tracker that they have, the they have things that are ready to release. In the ready to release column is the last seen view for mods. The last used squads are not being saved in squad arena and fleet arena for some. The command for prohibit overlay is not displayed properly on the territory battle for Geonosis. I noticed that the no sign was in back of something once, and I was like, <laughs> it's okay. They they know that not to go there anyway. Um, a favorite badge appears grayed out on characters that are not activated. That was an old issue that crept back up. And also a link, apparently a link to guild activities causing infinite loading was happening for some people, which that's crazy. Now, you did mention it's it's a little harder to get into the, um, uh, to get through the game because of performance issues. And this this is title update 17. They might release 17.1 or may they may just go full-fledged title update 18. But uh, under the bugs that are still in progress, they have the uh, title update 17 performance issues, which is the, which is the delay, disappearing buttons during a battle. They just talked about that in something that we'll get to in a moment. And also there's a wrong character description for G12 finisher pieces. I mean, there's... It, you can see what's going on with the game and know that they know about an issue. One of the things that they fixed is that they had the, uh, the uh, free-to-play Dooku um, in the PVE battles, which was hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, I quite, I, I quite like the uh, uh, the dev tracker. Actually, the, the first the first thing that hit me when I opened it was uh, it, it took me back to my um, it took me back to my project manager days because it looks just like a rap sheet. Now, uh, for for any of you people out there that you know have been a, a project manager or an implementation manager, a rap sheet is a remedial action plan, and it's basically got all your risks and issues on. And what all of those various different risks and issues, whether they're red, green or amber and, you know, who's resolving them, when they're going to be resolved. And that's exactly what I saw um, when I opened up the, the dev tracker. So being able to physically look at what the issues and the risks are, you know, what the bugs are, what the notes are, what the you are basically being able to see it all and know what is in progress, what's being investigated, uh, you know, what's been fixed and what's been ready to review. I mean, uh, Obviously, it gets quite technical, um, and for you know, for those of us that you know are constantly doing content and constantly playing the game, you know, we like to know all those little you know ins and outs. Uh, it, it's it's going to read us gobbledygook to someone that doesn't really care about this and just you know taps on and off and plays the game. But uh, I must admit, I I do like the uh, the layout of the uh, the the dev tracker, and uh, I'll be um, skimming it every once in a while for sure. I mean, it'll be open every single Friday when I go when when we go live. Yeah, so I'm, I have no problem in looking at this and being able to go. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Okay, I made made sure I got everything. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a kind of a great uh, um, rundown sheet, if you will, for me. 
Um, and uh, JJ Manners uh, put in the uh, put in the chat that there is a bug that is not on here, and that's the ships disappearing, man. Yeah, that's annoying the crap out of me. Is that? I had that happen too when I'm trying to set up a, a MILF squad during a territory wars that I'm going, okay, well, if I scroll down, then scroll back up, then my ship shows up. Okay. At least they weren't entirely gone. Like I heard for some people, which that can be maddening. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, for, for me, it was first noticed. That's when I first noticed it was, uh, was in territory war, trying to set uh, fleet defenses in territory war and just, Oh, you're scrolling up. Yeah. It was just, it was really, really bugging the crap out of me. So yeah. Um, that's that's a bug that's not on the list that has been pointed out by JJ that yeah definitely needs to go on so uh, hopefully somebody will get that on this uh, uh, the dev tracker ASAP <laughs> Zaz I, I, I was in mid drink when I read this apparently during the cinematic beginning of the fourth phase of the tank raid the droid is already standing out side of the hatch when the tank hatch opens i'm gonna have to look for that on sunday morning when uh when yavin runs the tank <laughs> that's awesome okay so well uh, what else uh, what else do you want to what else did you want to go over in the uh, the tentative title update then paul well, you know, the, in the tentative title update, they have mentioned that there is, if you have buttons that disappear, your buttons will refresh. Um, and I hope, and I'll, I'll explain my worry here in a moment, I'm hoping that if the buttons are already there, that a refresh is not going to cause any problems. Um, the buttons are supposed to refresh after 10 to 20 seconds if it does not detect input. I'm just hoping that those 10 to 20 seconds are not going to hurt somebody if they're sitting there. I don't think the buttons are going to disappear in those 10 to 20 seconds. They've got it, you know, coded to display buttons. Now, that being said, if they refresh at the exact nanosecond or whatever that, that they that the person goes to push on it because the game hasn't detected any any input. I'm really hoping that's not going to screw with somebody and they're going to hit the wrong button or it doesn't register or it locks. Uh, another another way of soft locking if it's interacted with in that time. You know, the only thing that can be done is QA, QA, QA. So CG, check that out for us, please. Yeah, it, it's definitely, well, I, I really hope that this Band-Aid works because uh, the, the amount of times that it's occurred, uh, the issue has reared its ugly head during people's GAC battles is, yeah, yeah that, that I, I don't think, pe people don't really care about it in squad arena because you've got multiple, so if it happens, it's like, oh, well, you know, I've got two more, I've got three more, I've got four more battles. I mean, it would be a pain in the ass if it happened with your last one and you were going for a really important position. It, it happened with me in uh, Fleet Arena once, uh, but when it happens in GAC, there's no replay. You, you, you can't just, you, you lose the battle and you lose those five characters. And it can totally screw up whether you win or lose. One, a lot of the time, the difference between a win and a loss in GAC is 
you know, one battle. So uh, if, if your buttons disappear halfway through a battle and there's nothing you can do about it, you, you're screwed. You, you sat there screaming at the screen as the clock runs down and there's bugger all you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I, I worried that with this live show, I might have to hit the dump button. <laughs> oh, come on. I said I said one naughty word. I said one naughty word. That was last week. We took care of it. You know, we'll, we'll see if we can get through the entire show without me. having. We will. I'm going to restrain myself. You know, I'm, I'm in practice mode. I'm not allowed to use any profanity because my kids are coming next week. There we go. There we go. Well, we're looking forward to that that show because uh, you know it, it's 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 going to be fun. I'm 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 excited for for you to see your kids. Oh now, hell yeah! Here's here's a um, thing that just blows my mind. Do you remember how? Do you remember? I think it was a few weeks ago. Maybe it was two months ago that I talked about a article about how many installations of this game there have been well wasn't it eight million say that again i I think there was eight million installations of this game wow Um, let's see star wars galaxy of heroes installations see here there was a news article about this and i just want to try to find it but and that was was that that was the cal- that was that that was the calendar month for last month or the previous month because sometimes these statistics you know carry over a couple of months before they're reported on aren't they yeah and so i i think it was it might have been two months ago that there was uh, five million okay even then jj th- let's just go with what jj says in the listener lounge let's just say that there's five million okay yeah let's yeah. be conservative with it yeah Let's go into the state of the galaxy. Okay, state of the galaxy. Well, I'm, I've got the state of galaxy up in front of me. Okay, so we get we get a word that there's that we're getting a themed GAC most likely next time. Yeah, um, you know, and and they're mention and they tell us that uh, they're going to focus on the first order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I read that. Cool. I'd like I'd like a uh, uh, what is it BB nine E logo. That'd be fun. Then they give us their update on cheating, which is great. You know, it's it's absolutely great. Now, relics. They come up to relics next. Let me break out the calculator here before I go into this. <laughs> what are you breaking out the calculator for? Oh, get ready for this. Okay, so in here, they give us that there have been 31,814 characters characters taken to relic seven mm-hmm. oh right oh also oh, then in that case that you know so so what so nobody's nobody's taken any phoenix or thrawn to uh a relic seven then that's interesting well, it's fine i'm not mm-hmm. concerned about that but with thirty-one thousand eight hundred and fourteen characters that is point zero zero not even point zero zero six percent of accounts that have relics well i, I, I mean that's 
that's debatable. That, that That's a debatable statistic because 31,814 characters at Relic 7, you know, that could, one account might be one of those. It might be one account having 10 of those characters. It might be one account having 20 of those characters. So we don't know. We, we may have the 31,814 characters that are at Relic 7, but we don't know how many accounts um uh, encompass those 31,000 uh, characters. So, so we don't know. I mean, it says uh, uh, 138,612 characters at Relics 4 to 6. So that's a lot of characters that have had their Relics activated and they've been taken up to between 4 and 7. But we don't know what the breakdown is on how many accounts have got characters exactly. with relic seven so there's no way to really know it's it's a it's a misnomer it's it's throwing it's it's a it's a, a useless statistic that they've thrown at us really I, I would have preferred to have seen you know we've seen you know how many accounts have characters in that have taken their characters to relics four to seven that pro that would have been a more interesting statistic than just how many characters have been uh, you know had their relics teared up well uh, that that's the thing. I've got one. JJ Manners in the room has got one. I know of some people that have many, many, many. And you know, somebody said it's about uh, two. Um, there's about two point five million accounts active right now. So I just I revised the math. You know, I mm -hmm. divided thirty one thousand eight hundred and fourteen by. 2.5 million, and that is 1.2%. That's how many, if it is a one-to-one -one ratio of every account has one that has a Relic 7, they only have one, that's 1.2% of accounts that have a Relic 7. That number, it blows my mind that it is so small, as you've been saying. You know, now... They're talking about, um, you know, they've got between four relics, four and six. Let's go ahead and do the math here real quick. One, three, eight, two, one, six divided by, we'll go with the even more conservative, uh, 2.5 million. That's still five and a half percent of the accounts have messed with relics to the, to the effect of four, um, between four and six. And that number scares me because are there really two and a half million or is the number of people that are in endgame only this 5.5%? Well, it's again, the, uh, again, you, you're, you're talking about statistics um, from, you know, a debatable perspective there because it depends what you class as endgame. Uh, the Pom Pom Tastic account that I was running for twelve months had uh, a, uh, a a level two relic. All right, granted it wasn't four to six, but if I'd farmed for a couple of days for the materials, I could have quite easily taken uh, Revan up to um, four or five or six. But because I was still farming for the Game Boy Advance, I didn't want to stop farming that. I could have stopped farming that for you know, a few days, taken my revenue up to four, five, or six. Uh, and that was an account that was less than 12 months old and it was free to play. So wow. you've, got, you've got to bear in mind that that was free to play. So it, a whale that is less than 12 months old 
would most certainly have the opportunity and the means to uh, uh, take characters that are gear 13 to, well, take the characters with relics on that are gear 13 to 4, 5, 6, or 7. So I'm going to save, um, or I think we earmarked relics for when we talk to DPK. So mm-hmm. I'm going to save yeah. my, my thoughts and comments um, on relics and all that for when we talk to him. Yeah, I'll just I just want to quickly I just want to quickly go back to the uh, the the, the follow up they did on the GAC with regarding focusing on the first order and the first sure. order flavored tweets. Now, my, when I first read that, I was like, oh god, I really don't like the first order. I'm, I don't, I just you know it really really doesn't bother me. Um, but when you think about what the um, the regular GAC is, the regular GAC has does actually have um, a um, a Clone Wars flavor because you've got the separatists feet you've got the grievous fleet you've got the galactic republic feet you've got the clone trooper feet so i simply think that what they're going to do is so like for example they had the feet that you know defeat 24 enemies with a full separatist squad i think they're just going to swap that out with defeat 24 uh you know defeat tw- defeat 24 opponents with the first order squad um, and obviously with it, with it being the first order, there'll be like, you know, defeat 24 Phoenix with first order or you, so it's, it, that's the, the way that the flavor has been with the regular GAC being, uh, you know, separatists and galactic Republic. Um, I think that, you know, they, they're specifying first order, but we're probably going to see some, uh, uh, Phoenix in there because obvious, uh, sorry, Phoenix, uh, some, um, uh, resistance not phoenix resistance in there because obviously the resistance is the enemy of the first order so there's going to be lots of uh resistance uh feats in this in that not this one the next gac uh because you know first order needs some resistance because the resistance are the uh, the bad guys to them aren't they yeah yeah well they are the resistance is the bad guys but uh, it's still, I still don't like it because I don't care about First Order. I'm, I'm one of those people that, that get, you know, levels up and gears up the First Order to get BB-8. And then I kind of just, you know, shoo them to one side. A bit, it's, 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 I, I think of my First Order exactly how I thought of my Jawas. I got my Jawas up, starred and leveled so that I could do the, uh, uh, the mod challenge for the... Uh, critical damage mods which is what you used to you know you you know what i'm talking about you know many 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 moons ago you had to have jawa in order to complete the mod challenge for the uh first you know for a certain type of uh, mod and that was the critical damage so i did exactly the same with thing with my first order so my first order on any of my accounts is you know not particularly that hot you know we're talking between 60 and 70k so i'm probably not going to get a massive amount of feats in that uh, november championship unless you work with your opponent message them and get somebody cool that's like oh yeah i don't mind putting you know some green people up front so you could get your first order portrait mm, yeah yeah that's cool yeah that could work so um, you know, and the other thing is, is that they told us we're not getting light side territory battles, um, until November, but they said it is coming in November and we do have to battle the Nexu and the Reek. Um, the Nexu being one of my favorite monsters, if you will, of, of the Star Wars universe, big old cat. Um, and then the Reek is the big old rhino. So th- those are going to be fun. Those yeah. Yeah. Fun. At, at least um, it's something set in, you know, it is set in stone. It's the only thing that's set in stone. 
Aegean Ocean light side territory battles in November. Everything else is speculative, but at least we know that is 100% coming in November. Exactly. And then we uh, got to talk about the visual lag and then they unveiled the dev tracker. Um, so, you know, they, they covered, they covered the bases. I was, I was happy, you know, and I was looking forward to the whole Q and a, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really fun. And at the expense, if you will, of us, um, you know, of us talking about, Everything that goes with the whole, uh, you know, I'm trying to find the words here. At the expense of us sounding like an uh, audiobook version of the forums, we are going to cover some of the big things here coming up. Uh, and, and I have you leading that, right, Nev? Oh, yes. Um, definitely uh, looking forward to covering, especially the general questions. The general questions had some really good stuff in there. I mean, there was some niff-naff and trivia, and there was some fluff in there. But uh, there was some uh, there was some really really good stuff in there with some uh, you know interesting interesting answers to some of the questions. All right, why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead? I'm going to flip over to the other computer so I can play our commercials. Uh, and uh, uh, why don't you throw us over to break? No worries. Well, stick around for the next segment, guys. We'll be right back on the Escape Pod Cast. The Escape Pod Cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaiah's will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaiah's has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans and more. Contact Micaiah's today on Discord at all lowercase Micaiah's number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at micaiahsmods at gmail.com. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Ghost Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the escape pod to sign up. Hey there, escape Padawans. Everyone's favorite llama here to remind you that the escape pod cast is on social media. That's right. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. So give us a like, give us a follow and stay up to date on all things in game and in the escape pod. Our account links are down in the description or on our discord server in the show links channel. See you on the net. The Escape Pod cast. Ah, welcome back, everybody. We are here. We are live, and we are going to dive deep into this developer Q and A right about now. Are you ready to do some? Uh, are you ready to go over some uh, Q and A, Paul? Excellent, excellent. T and A. Oh, oh Q and A. Q and A. Q and A. Not T and A. Q and A. I'm sorry. Q and A. 
Q and A. Let's let's do this. Oh, Brit. Well, well. Look, just just to you know, just to let everybody in the room know, we this it was a big one. There were a lot of questions, and I don't want to bore everybody by pouring over every single question and every single answer. But there were some very good questions, and there were some very telling answers. So I'm just going to go over the ones that you know are kind of relevant to the game. You know, things that we've been speculating, things that we've been asking about. You know. I'm not really going to go over uh, questions that are niff-naff and trivia because mm, there's no nothing really interesting to discuss on them about. So I'm going to start from the top, but I'm not going to go through every question. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, some of the first questions, shall we? What do you say, Paul? We we absolutely need to skip economy and relics because uh, we promised that uh, Deadpool Kyle would uh, get to talk about those. Oh yes, we will. So, uh, you know, they, they talked about, I'll, I'll start right from the top. Go ahead. Um, where they are talking about the lag. They once again address the lag, you know, and we've already gotten the update on, on that. Um, they are talking about when will you implement, and, and here it comes. When will you implement some new and different game modes where you can use every character you have in some kind of endless game mode? Galactic War looks quite enticing for such a game mode, slash guild PvP mode, sandbox mode. I mean, you know, I, I, we cornered the market when Dagger said to me, I want to play with my toys, and I was like, oh, I love that, love that, that whole thought that i do want to play my play with the, my toys that i have that i've spent money on you know and he's and he once again eric comes back and says i wish i had something more concrete to say but the team is exploring options around a mode similar to this there are lots of different ways to approach this problem so at least they're acknowledging that it's a problem and we don't really have any specific details or a timeline to share at this time this is an improvement nev this mm -hmm. is an absolute improvement on the fact that they originally were saying, oh, we, we don't have any plans to do anything like this in the near future. At least they're, A, acknowledging a problem. This is what I asked for when they said, when I asked them to say, we hear you. So I honestly think they're, they're listening to the uproar for this mode. You know, I know Cubs talked about it. I know Arnold talked about it. Mobile talked about it. You know, all the 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 big three, if you will, of of the of the YouTube stars. You know, we've talked about it. I know RSG has talked about it. Those who do live, you know, live streaming. So the the major players, when it comes to talking about this game, are all calling for it, and they're finally. I think that that answer is a little bit of them saying, we hear you. Well, you see, I think that that answer is piecemeal, to be perfectly honest with you, because the important takeaway from that answer is this sentence. The team is exploring options around a mode similar to this. The team is exploring. They're just exploring. We've asked for it. We've discussed it. We've debated about it. They know this. You know, they'll have seen all of the content creators discuss this, talk about this. They'll have probably been dipping into various Discord servers. So all they have to really do is say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a problem. And we're going to explore the options. Now, exploring the options without giving, you know, any specific details or a timeline is it's it's a, you know, it's answering the question with what we think we want to hear. But the reality is 
it's it, it's not really a substance you know substantial answer as far as i'm concerned it's great that they're acknowledging that it's a problem um and it's great that they're exploring the options but you know without any specific details or a timeline it's it's the kind of thing that it's like well the players have been asking for this um let's put it on the notice board and stick a pin in it with indefinite and uh, so I, i'm kind of a little bit disappointed um, that there's no specific details or timelines. But don't get me wrong, I'm happy that they're acknowledging that it's a problem and that I'm happy that they're exploring options around a mode similar to this. Yeah, it. I, I just noticed... Um, you go ahead and talk about the, the next few ones. I just noticed um, a question that I hadn't read before so mm -hmm. i'm going to read this question you go ahead and take yeah well i'm, I'm going to move on to uh, i'm going to move on to uh, uh, a question that uh, was really really uh, quite uh, interesting as far as i was concerned it's kind of a double question um uh, and they mentioned in the last q a that we they were working on features to help new players grow quicker and reach end game faster uh, is there any more info on this and cg eric said that they are actively working on these features and the communication plan that leads up to their their release uh, and they're, they're going to start releasing and sharing details sometime in November so that's something that's good with a uh, a solid um, date on when they're going to announce what they're going to share so it's not oh uh, you know we're going to release it then you know we're going to have to wait until November before they start sharing the details but the fact that we have a firm date of November as to when they're going to share this detail that's good so it'll be a case of uh, keeping our eyes and ears to the ground and listening out for, you know, what those details are. But it leads straight into the next question. Um, and the next question being... Um, Obviously, their preview, you know, the state of the the state of the galaxy. We're going to be talking about a feature we've been working on for new players that we will think make new game experience something that can be better navigated. And yeah, CG Top Hat, CG yeah, Top Hat went into this one brilliantly. And obviously, the uh, the big takeaway here, the big takeaway from what CG Top Hat said is what they're talking about is taking some of the core events like the legendaries and the journeys and moving them out of calendar rotation and instead making them standing events that players can start to interact with whenever they are ready and that that is brilliant that is something that Arnold talked about regarding Marvel Strike Force because Marvel Strike Force did the exact same thing with the Iron Man I know I'm talking about evil you know Marvel Strike Force but what the developers did there was they made that event run throughout the entire year and when you were ready to do it you could do it now i think something like that with the older legendaries and the older heroes journey events would be brilliant because people could then work on whatever faction they wanted and then go and do that legendary or go and do that hero's journey uh, you know if it's taken off the calendar you know people i mean uh, me for, uh, for for me for doing that early game content it blows farming guides completely and utterly out of the water i mean literally when they bring this out and when they implement it it will blow the pillar system out of the water and it will blow any farming system completely out of the water because if you can do a legendary or a hero's journey whenever you want based entirely on what you farm and when those farms are ready what's the point in farming it'd be like right okay i'll 
just do the Revan ones. And when my characters are all at seven stars, I can do it. I'll just do the uh, the Ewoks. Um, and I don't have to worry about when C-3PO's event is coming because as soon as my Ewoks are ready, click, I can get... That is, that is without a doubt, a game-changing update that they could make to this game. And it would make it so much easier for the, uh, the you know, for, for new accounts and for new players. And the, the, the retention, I mean, oh my God, you know, some people come in and they're like, oh no, I, I don't want to have to wait to get my, my CLS. I don't want to have to wait to get my Yoda. I want my Yoda now. Why do I have to wait three months? It's like, well, you don't anymore. Get your five Jedi and boom. You can go do the Yoda. It's just brilliant. Daddy, I want a golden goose. Give me a golden noose. I want it now. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that was just, oh, yeah, wow. That 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 was really, when I read that one, I was like, oh, this is good. This is really, really good. Yeah, it's, um, that, that was the one that I didn't actually see it for um, until then. Um, I only saw the original one that you referenced. Um, you know, going through the going through this whole general section, um, sadly Leviathan is no longer working with CG, uh, but Lucifer's daddy is is working on it um, on any of the cheating reports. Um, you know, they also acknowledge that CG does have another game that they're working on, uh, but none of the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes dev team has apparently been moved on to them. Um, so it's a brand new area of the building, if you will. Um, now here's a gotcha question that happened during all of this. When you designed Darkside GOTB, was it tuned to gear 12, gear 13, or relic seven? Also, can you tell us which level Lightside GOTB will be tuned? And I'm going to read top hats answer right away and, and verbatim. We tuned Darkside GOTB to anticipate relics. And no, we will not tell you the tuning for Lightside GOTB. In parentheses, it then says, spoiler, relics are required. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, they, they later came back and said, this is what happens when you're answering questions quickly. Relics are not a hard requirement. Um for light side GOTB, but the missions are tuned for them. Um, with that being said, wouldn't it just be a kick in the pants if you needed relict characters in addition to seven star for platooning? <laughs> that would suck. That would absolutely suck. Um, you know, so. <laughs> It's 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 an interesting one. It's uh, uh I mean the 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 edit the edit was uh, you know the edit was I think the edit would have been well received. Um I mean I don't, I don't believe you know no one is under any illusions that light side GOTB is going to be you know ridiculously hard. It's going to be harder than dark side GOTB. I mean everybody is expecting it to be hard and everybody is expecting it to be uh, uh you know if you want to be uh, if you want to be at the top then you know you're gonna need relics maybe not necessarily up to seven but you're gonna need relics to do really really well but uh you know at least it's not a necessity so you people are going to be able to hopefully go into that uh, the light side gotb with just gear 12 gear 13 characters and you know they're not going to be three star in the territories obviously not but you know if guilds can go in 
Um, and just get, you know, one star in this territory, one star in that territory. You know, at least they're getting the rewards and the, uh, and they know what they need to do to their characters in order to build them up. Uh, I mean, that's what it's like for most people with the accolade. I mean, uh, when I first got my uh, geos ready to do the accolade um, to get the Wat Tambor shards, I was like, yay, brilliant. They're all ready. And I went in and I got swatted on one of four. So I'm like, right, okay, so I need to do that, 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 and that. So I did that, 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 and that. And when I went back in, I made it all the way to three of four. And it's like, okay, so I need to do a little bit more tweaking. So I went, did that, did the tweaking. And the third time I went in, I got to four of four. Now, I didn't complete it, but I'm getting there. And knowing what I need to do next to a character is kind of important. Uh, you can edge your way up instead of just going, right, okay, max everything out, hit the auto. Uh, not everybody can do that. You know, some whales may be able to do that, but it's it's nice to know that relics are not a hard requirement. Uh, it's more of a, well, go in without relics and see how well you do, and then you'll realize, <laughs> okay, uh, you might need to do a two, a three, a four, or a five relic on certain characters. Well, you know, when it comes to the Geonosians, I did Wat Tambor the first week um, with Naked Gear 12, and gold mods. So it can be done at flat out gear 12 for everybody. So that gives me a little bit of hope. But remember how much more difficult Dark Side Hoth was when that came out mm -hmm. compared to Light Side Hoth. So they're they're inching it up, I believe. I just hope they don't take as drastic of a percentage of difficulty and boost it that way. You know, I hope they alternate it. Light side, dark side, light side, dark side. We'll see what happens here. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> we I've will got two more, two more. It can be done this time, but I, I don't know if everybody has the ability to, but I've got two more GOTBs according to my prediction before I get my hands on the sexy techno union leader. <laughs> well, there, there is there is one thing that I, do, I just want to uh, I just want to I know that we've been talking about obviously the question regarding the the design for the dark side GOTB, but I just want to go back one question, Paul. And the reason why I want to go back one question is there was something kind of important buried in the answer to a pretty innocuous question about you know how much of the dev team normally work on new content um, and what was diverted to the new project, and that's the last sentence. And the last sentence of the answer is we are also starting preliminary ideation on a raid. No promises. Finishing work on the epic confrontation and preparing for episode nine. It's busy here now. The the, what the important takeaway I saw from that was they're also starting preliminary ideation on a raid. Now we know because they've already announced that they're doing they're going to do a ship raid. So I look at this as another raid. So they know that they're going to do a ship raid. We don't know what's going to be in the ship raid, but they know what's going to be in it. So we know there's going to be a ship raid. But it sounds like buried in that buried in the answer to that question that they're also going to be doing they're starting along the pre preliminary ideation on another raid, which I think would be quite good. We know that they're finishing work on the epic confrontation, and we're you know it, it goes without saying that they're going to be preparing for episode nine. But nobody picked up on that. Uh, I, I've I've listened to other content creators, and nobody's picked up. Everybody's just talking about the new ship raid that they're announcing for 2020. Nobody's picked up on they're also starting preliminary ideation 
on a raid. Now, they just said on a raid, not another raid, but that kind of gives me the warm fuzzies that once they've done the ship raid, the idea, that the preliminary ideation that they've got now after the ship raid is going to be something, you know, hopefully with a little bit more meat on it. Right. And so, um, you know, we, we're going really long in this segment. Oh, yeah, we are. A little bit long, guys. And I'm so... I do apologize. And, and DPK, hang in there. We will get to you here in a moment. Um, I'm going to jump down to content, which was the next uh, next thing. I, I I hate going forward on this um, at this pace because we're going to miss some things. But it, it was about the middle of it. Uh, here it is. Um, no, no, that's not where it was. It said something about, uh, you know, is ships going to have... Uh, is ships going to have an update? I, I cannot find it now, but I, I will tell you this. It sounded to me like they said ships may be needed for the next epic confrontation in and then also confirmed that it could be needed in the raid. And we still... And, and, and you're going to have... I, I, I know you're you're in in the north, and I'm down here in Texas, but you got to hold me back, man. I want my malevolence. Where is my malevolence? Look, that just because they've hinted at something doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to give it to you. You know, it's like uh, you know, promising a kid that you know keeps asking for something for Christmas, and then you go out and it's like, oh well. That's there. It's easier to get that. Let's just get them that. They'll be just as excited about that, despite them wanting the other thing. So, you know, that sometimes we get disappointed. Sometimes, I mean, look, look at Arnold. Look how gutted Arnold was after the uh, the rework of General, the first rework of General Grievous. You know, he went to town on General Grievous and then he didn't get what he wanted. It wasn't very good. You know, it, it Grievous didn't get good until the second one. So, you know, sometimes you ask for something and you might not necessarily get it or you'll be disappointed. But um, I, I still think that uh, I still think that there will be a separatist capital ship. I, I mean, some people keep saying, you know, there have been enough hints that it's going to be benevolence. I still think that it's going to be a curveball. I still think that that curveball is going to be it's going to be uh, um uh, General Grievous is going to get Soul One, and I think it's going to be a new Gumray capital ship because I think that that would be a hell of a lot more effective. I think General Grievous would be uh, more OP in the Soulless One, uh, like a Millennium Falcon for Rebels. I think General Grievous would be a, a, a you know Millennium Falcon level uh, ship with uh, uh, you know good backup from a new Gumray capital ship, but um, they uh, they do have a lot of plans upcoming in the new year um regarding regarding the the new ship content um uh, and you know all, all we can do is hope uh, you know hope okay. that uh, the the couple of new because they did say that they're bringing in a couple of new capital ships this year i mean obviously they've you know put that in brackets with uh, no promises but uh, i you know i think that that is what they're aiming towards they're aiming towards bringing in two new ships um one i think will be a legendary um, and then the other is obviously going to be, you know, like the negotiator. It's going to be uh, shard rewards in the light side TB. So, it, yes, they're giving us the ship, but it won't be active in the game until, obviously, you know, it's farmed to five stars. But I do think maybe they'll throw, a, a, a you know, a, another legendary capital ship in there like Thrawn. Um, and that will be potentially Hux's ship, 
with First Order because they're going to be showing the First Order some love. They've already said that they're going to show the First Order some love with new characters. The First Order is the new character cadence for the next few months. They bring in some new characters, you know, mix it up with the old. Give us a legendary. Nev, Nev, hang on. Yeah. One second. Yeah. We already have seen malevolence with uh, Grievous in the droid event. Yeah. But more importantly, right now, Nev, I feel a strong disturbance in the force. A very strong disturbance in the force. And I feel a force ghost appearing right now. Oh my god, really? Oh, oh, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the show since the first time that I pushed him, I mean, he accidentally fell out of an airlock, is Force Ghost Scotty. Scotty, what's going on, bud? Guys, thanks so much for pushing me out here in space. I am loving it out here. I just saw Princess Leia fly past me, man. It was really cool. <laughs> but, uh, you know, i, I got to say, guys, I mean, let's be honest. There was, a, there was an alleged leak, which was pretty spot on, which came out in November of last year, saying that the malevolence was coming. The malevolence was coming. It continued to get pushed back. It continued to get pushed back. That damn ship has been on the cards for the last year now. Where the hell is it? Seriously. <laughs> Agreed. No, why is nobody talking about this? I mean, I don't understand. Like, seriously. I mean, this is the big ship. This is the one. Okay, is it coming with light side territory battle? Well, maybe. But seriously, my goodness. I mean, CG, man, they've got to release something new. I mean, at the moment, relics ain't new. Relics is just, hey, how about we just rehash everything else? Where is the malevolence? Where is it? It's been teased since November last year. It's been nearly a year, guys. We're in October. Why aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we holding them to account? Well, because it was a leak, Scotty. You know, we, we, you and I, when we, when we did the show together, we never held them to accountable for for leaks of things that they didn't officially announce. Now, it, it's all it, it'd be all wonderful if if we did have advanced knowledge and we knew that truly this malevolence rumor was true. But we've seen all these these. Stupid, stupid ideas behind, uh, you know, General Skywalker coming or Darth Jar Jar coming. We've seen all these, all these spoilers, and we know some of the perpetrators of of the fake leaks as well. And we're, at least, I'm sitting here going, "Don't be stupid." Well, Paul, to that I say this. Okay, sure, there were the leaks and stuff. You can you can deny that. That's fine. But then there were a number of different things that came out saying, you will need more benevolence. You will need more benevolence. You will need more benevolence. And then nothing's been said about it since. Where is it? CG have actually admitted that they're actually going to be bringing it out. Where is it? Well, we, we saw it. You know, why don't we have, uh, why don't we have Vader's capital ship, which is the same thing as, uh, as Tarkin's? <laughs> I mean, we've seen that one in a game too. I want... The malevolence. I, 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 that ship kit was wonderful. I would love to actually see it instead of that carbon copy of Executrix. I want to see that mo the malevolence that we played with in the droid event. I want to see it out in, you know, That's standard fare. Uh, 
All right. Yeah. Well, Scotty, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. You know, for, for those that don't know, Scotty is is still highly involved with this show as our production director, as you hear him in the commercials and things like that. And Scotty, I thank you for that, uh, for sticking around and uh, helping us keep this ship on the on the right path. Oh, one more thing, boys, just while I'm on my rant. They said that everybody was going to be sick and tired of the Clone Wars by the time they're done with it. I ask a question to everybody in the listener lounge. Are you sick of the Clone Wars yet? On that, I'm going back to space. See ya! <laughs> you know, he, he makes some great points. He makes some absolutely great points. And it all... It's so infuriating that we're grasping at straws because there hasn't been that much true reveals. The last thing we got was Vulture Droid. The last character we got was Shock T. Um, well, no, wait, who came first, Shock T or GBA? I think Shock T came first and then GBA. So the last character we got was GBA. Well, they, they get they did uh, they did Shack T. Um, I think they did Shack T to give people um, first because they put it on a um, they put it on a a, uh, a fleet node, so it would have taken it takes longer to farm. So I think they did sh they probably did Shack T first so that people could farm free to play in preparation for like so GATB, and they put the Game Boy Advance out afterwards, realizing, well, this is going to be needed for the dark side, which is why they put it on Cantina. We all know it's much, much easier, and it's much faster to farm something from the Cantina than it is from, you know, one of the fleet or the light or the dark side nodes, and that's why I think that they brought out uh, Shakti first. That and obviously she works wonderfully with the uh, the reworking of the five hundred first and the clone troopers. So uh, yeah, but uh, I just don't think you're going to get what you want. Uh, I don't think you're going to get what you want, Paul. I don't think Scotty's going to get what he wants. I really don't think that that capital ship for the separatists is going to be grievous. You know, I just don't think it's going to happen, mate. We need Fine. we need more regular ships for the separatists. And we know that Grievous has got a badass one in the Soulless One, which makes the obvious choice, the obvious choice, Nuke Gunray, with a possible secondary choice of it being Dooku. But I'm, I'm, I am, you know, I'm, I am betting the house, I'm betting the house on Nuke Gunray getting the capital ship and Grievous getting the Soulless One. That's where my money's going. I made the prediction back at the beginning of the year, back in February. I'm sticking to my guns. I, I think that you're going to lose that bet, and we all know that how well you do bets when it comes to cricket. Um, well, I won, I won, I won the first bet, and the second bet was a draw. So um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one one zero. Thank you very much. I haven't lost. One I haven't won. One zero one. One zero one. Sorry, I don't know the way that you do the uh, the the whole one zero. I'm <laughs> guessing, you know, it's an Americanism that I still haven't kind of got my head around yet. <laughs> No, I made so, prediction back. I made several predictions back in February, and several of them have come true. So you know, I've got my fingers crossed that my February prediction of Newt Gumray's capital ship and the Soulless One are, you know, still there on the cards. What if it? What if it's Trench? What if it's somebody we don't even have? What if it's Trench piloting the Malevolence? Um, I don't think that. <laughs> I, th I, th I think they'll. Um, I think they'll do. Here's the thing: we'll we'll, we'll know because the uh, the next capital ship that comes out, Crumb's got to do a puzzle for it. 
he's got to do a puzzle for it and then obviously when we solve the puzzle then we'll get the you know then we'll get the big reveal i'm i'm hoping and praying that that's what they uh, that that's what they do they do a puzzle for the next one um although saying that if if they do if crumb does do a puzzle for the next capital ship it's not going to be for the one that's in the light side um uh, GOTB because that's going to be reward shards it would be for a legendary and the legendary is probably going to be a first order capital ship um and that would be hux so they'd need to bring hux in yeah i, I i'm agreeing with that um let, let's do lightning round I'll, I'll take i'll take quality of life and you 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 finish it up here um actually i think that does finish it up well, there is, there is, there is one more that there is one more that I'd like to. There is one more I'd briefly like to go over if you uh, before we move to uh, before we uh, get Kyle on, and uh, that question is regarding my love of my love of Star Wars, the extended universe. I mean, it says extended universe legacy books, but uh, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, you know, fly in my throat. I.e., you know, Tie Defenders, Nogri Zinge, Corrin Horn, and the answer was from CG Top Hat. I would have preferred Crumb to answer this, but it was Top Hat. And he says, maybe we're not actively thinking about those characters right now with Episode 9, Disney Plus, and still missing other beloved characters from the main canon. It'll be a while before we start picking at this content. The important takeaway is maybe, and it'll be a while. So yay for the extended universe. So uh, give me the quick fire, mate. Give me the quick fire. All right, quick fire quality of life updates that we saw in there. Uh, they will not be uh, turning GOTB into twenty four hour rotation. I'm I'm both excited and sad for that. I wanted it to be a twenty four hour rotation so a we could get um, we could end up getting things done quicker, um, and b we could actually have a definitive at lunchtime go platoon. At dinner time, go do your combat missions. When you wake up, go deploy. I wish we could say that. Now, um, you know, will we ever have the ability for ranks one to four to see back to five in the arena? No, you're seeing four people. You can't go back and lock five. Stop trying to be a shard mafia. Um, you know, uh, territory war communications. Are we ever going to get a replay? Will we ever be able to block platoons out? Um, you know, would you consider adding Wampas? All, all great things, but they all they said. And here's where I was sad. The quality of life updates are the big things to me. And it really upsets me that 9 out of 10 of the quality of life things that they say they're going to be bringing, not in this next update. Not in this next update. Low priority for us. No plans at this time. The simple answer is we didn't build one. <laughs> at least they're honest at least they're honest but they should have they should put some people into the quality of life team you know yes we're getting all these sorts of things that that uh you know don't take away people from content but hire a quality of life person to code in stuff like this so we can see it well that's i mean they'd have to do that they'd have to hire they'd have to hire extra devs to do the the coding for it because i mean you, you just got to look at what they're doing from now and the beginning of the year they've got a new raid coming they've got a new epic confrontation coming they've got lights tb we've got the episode nine stuff they said disney plus um um and the disney plus stuff is obviously the new clone wars content next year and the mandalorian so 
they have got uh, a a ton of stuff that is going to be pushed on them by Disney and by Lucas and by EA. So, you know, the the only way that this extra quality of life stuff is going to be incorporated is if they bring on some new people. And they're only going to bring on new people if, you know, the, uh, the quarterly financials start showing, you know, the big bucks. Well, if they made life easier for me and gave me a better quality of life, I wouldn't mind going and breaking my my not going to spend money on gear uh, promise that I made. <laughs> so, you know, if, if they improve my quality of life, I can improve theirs. How about I scratch your back if you scratch mine? Give me territory battle and territory war, a ability to see who does what, and then we'll talk. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we've gone absolutely long. DPK, I'm sorry that it's taking us so long. Let's get over to DPK after um, after this. Take us to break. Well, uh, as Paul's just said there, DPK, we're going to get on. So uh, we'll be right back on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Hey, everyone. Biscuit Weasel here from the planet Coruscant and the HSTR project. Some of you may have seen my latest videos about my modding and Grand Arena strategy, but I want to help you personally. Head on over to patreon.com slash biscuitweasel, that's weasel with a Z, and check out my new Patreon rewards. And while they last, the first 10 people to sign up at the $10 level will get the whole $30 package for their first month. That's patreon.com slash biscuitweasel. Remember, that's with a Z today. Does your guild want to tap into their full potential in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes? Yeah! For as low as $1 a month per guild member, your guild can unleash the power of the game in ways you never thought possible. Track your arena movements, guild progression, and much, much more. Contact Shitty Bill and get one of his shitty bots on your server today. Just look for him on our Discord server and tag or message him for more information. The link for our server is below in the description. Shitty bots, don't let the name fool you. Hi, this is Cyphermaster SB Crumb, and you're listening to the Escape Pod Cast. The Escape Pod Cast for Kids. It's really cool. Hello there, all my favorite Escape Padawans. The Llama here with book two in the Escape Pod Cast for Kids saga. That's right, my younglings. Just like the transition of The Nev into Neil Andrew Air brought about season two of the Escape Pod cast, the end of book one and story time with The Nev has brought about book two and story time with yours truly, The Llama. Now, let's jump right into it. Many of you heard Neil talk about the end of his Pillar series on his YouTube channel and the beginning of his new series, The Horde where he begins his journey with a Horde account, and I figured I'd explain exactly what that is. Some new players to the game, and veteran players who want to start over with an alt account, utilize the Horde technique to try and give themselves an advantage when starting out in the game. Basically, you build the account to level 25 or 26 and halt all progress. Do you do nothing but collect bonus energy for an extended period of time. When a large enough stockpile is built up, 
you can resume playing and have a huge boost over your other shardmates when you reach level 28 and enter the squad arena. This is in part largely because you are able to farm characters very, very quickly, which can give you a leg up over other starting players, and in turn will allow you to climb the arena rankings and get you more crystals. A huge help in the beginning of the game, especially for free-to-play players. Now, this may seem too good to be true, and you're probably wondering why everyone doesn't do this all the time. The truth is, it takes a lot of time and commitment to cultivate a horde account with enough energy to give you a significant enough advantage. For example, Neil hoarded energy for 150 days before he made the jump into his shard. Talk about patience. Whether it be a horde account or traditionally a played account, there's a certain aspect of fun and excitement when you join the game for the first time or even go back and relive the experience as a veteran player. That's all for me this week. Thank you for tuning in to Storytime with the Llama, with book two in the Escape Pod, Cast for Kids Saga. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaiah's will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaeus has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans and more. Contact Micaeus today on Discord at all lowercase Micaeus number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at MicaeusMods at gmail.com. Micaeus Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Ghost Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the escape pod to sign up. Hey there, escape Padawans. Everyone's favorite llama here to remind you that the escape pod cast is on social media. That's right. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. So give us a like, give us a follow and stay up to date on all things in game and in the escape pod. Our account links are down in the description or on our discord server in the show links channel. See you on the net. Receiving incoming transmission. Receiving incoming transmission. Welcome into this week's incoming transmission live on this edition of the Escape Pod cast. And this week I have somebody who, you know what, I gotta admit, I've unfortunately neglected you, my friend. You know, we, we've been we've been having guest after guest after guest, and while you were part of a hollow round table, 
It's finally time to have you as the featured guest. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Deadpool Kyle. What's going on, DPK? Hey, buddy. How's it going? It is going <laughs> great, actually. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that it took this long. You know, you, you never got to speak to Scotty, but, you know, well, I mean, you didn't get to speak to Scotty one-on-one like we normally do these these types of things but i finally i made good on my promise so you're gonna join yevin four or no <laughs> um it's it's up for debate right now um a little bit of rough edges in the guild but i'm we're starting to settle down and we're actually uh about 300k away from 28 mil or 220 mil there you go. Nice so, job. Yeah. So yeah, who's carrying you? <laughs> um, <laughs> my guild, I'm uh, part of Cubs' uh, alliance. Uh, good as dumb, 1-800-Juridia. <laughs> nice, nice. So, um, yeah, I mean, Nev, you've been all over this Q&A. you got this thing numbered. You, you, you're... You're cross-referencing. You're like Charlie Day on It's Always Sunny with how much string theory you're doing this time around. (laughs) Oh, yes. I have been doing some serious, serious homework. I've been reading up on that Q&A all day, all day yesterday and all day today. Just, you know, crossing some T's and dotting some I's. So uh, we are going to take a uh, we're going to take a couple of the categories that were uh, covered during the QA and we're going to discuss them with DPK. Excellent. Let's uh let's rock. Let's do it. Okay, DPK. Um uh, I take you I mean, it goes without saying that you uh you probably have seen the uh, the Q&A. You might have even watched it live. Did you uh, did you catch it live or did you catch it on the replay and uh, just check out what was in the forum at a later date? Well, let, to be honest, I've actually the last couple of days well, this the beginning of the week, I've been moving. Um, I didn't actually get to watch, sit down and watch the Q&A live like I wanted to. But uh, today, while at work, you know, a little bit yesterday, I, I scrolled through it and I skimmed. A um, couple well, of interesting points. Well, that's all right. Points. That's all right. There, there, there were lots of interesting points. So... Um I uh, think what what we'll do is we'll cover we'll cover a couple of categories. We'll cover economy and we'll cover relics. How's that sound, mate? Sounds like fun to me. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just re- kind of refresh you of what the uh, what the questions were. Well, the more the pertinent ones. And uh, we'll just go from there, mate. And uh, we'll do a little bit of digging. We'll do a little bit of analysis and, you know, see if there's any uh, uh, skeletons in the CG closet. So uh, there were only a couple of questions regarding yeah, economy, but- to be honest with you. Yeah, it, the, the the stupidest one here, Nev, is I, I'm not calling the the question stupid. Um, I, I think the response is stupid, me personally. But uh, no, we we can go from five uh, A to six E without a problem. But is it possible to upgrade four to five? No, it's not. <laughs> what the hell? Oh. Yeah, Don't no, get that, me started on that. That would be, <laughs> in my opinion, that would be a waste. But uh, I'd uh, very much like to know what uh, DPK has to say on this, and he's probably going to share our opinion. Um, I mean, 
I, I, it still infuriates me that I 95% of the time pull more four, three and four dot mods from the uh, challenges or the uh, mod battles than I do five dot mods. Um, but having, I, 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 it would be interesting to have them jump from four dot to five dot mods. Um, don't know how exactly they would actually make that work because, I mean, I think I've got a couple four dot mods somewhere in my inventory that have decent speeds, but I think the issue they would have would be the scaling of the speeds because obviously speed is king. Yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm not entirely dissimilar to to what you just said there. I I have a couple of four. The only four dot mods I keep are speed arrows, and they are simply for trash characters. So you know, a character that you're not going to use. It's it's in those, you know that you you know what I'm talking about. Those squads that are around the seventy k mark, and you don't have a speed arrow for them, and you don't want to waste a five dot speed arrow. So it's like. Oh well, you know, this as long as they're not a pilot, it's exactly fine. as long as they're not crew and they're just a trashy seventy <laughs> case. You know, like um, I don't know, I can't even Phoenix. Think. Yeah, Phoenix. No, no, not Phoenix. Hey. Phoenix a crew. Hey. Phoenix a crew. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking more along the. Uh, I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, uh, you know maybe an Ewok or something like that. An Ewok or a Jawa or a Tuscan, oh, wow. you know, something well, like that. So so what you're saying is the creatures of Star Wars are trash? Yes, well, some I of think, them I think, I think Wampa's going to have to uh, have to come see you up, up there. Oh, no, I don't know. I, 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 put, I always put a full speed I mean, one it is on almost winter, in, almost winter in Midwest. Well, it's, it's, starting <laughs> to get, it's starting to get cold here in Illinois. I heard... Uh, Couple, uh, my family lives in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and uh, they said they had a nice, uh, nice cool drop down the other day. Yeah, it needs to stop raining so I get can get out and cut the bloody lawn. That's what it needs to do. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, okay, we're agreed on that. So the 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 only other question is kind of a biggie um, because it's regarding it's kind of regarding relics but it's more about the signal data that's required for relics so the question was put like this why did you choose to put signal data on nodes without character shards as well all this does is create a further divide between new and old players you have to choose between farming shards for much needed characters or farming data for relics and I will basically give you the rundown of what CG said. It was CG Top Hat that answered this question, and his response was as follows. This is intentional, as we did not want low-level accounts to farm resources they cannot use at the time in their life cycle. There's an argument to be made that it helps them prepare once they get to G13, but lower-level players are heavily focused on the resources they need now and not end game goals initially why not put them on nodes with character shards in short we wanted to make you uh, sorry we wanted you to make that hard choice do you continue to grow your roster or do you double down on the characters you have is a fundamental choice you have to make for progressing in star wars galaxy of heroes 
So what do you think? To, first of all, the, the question is basically, uh, you know, why? Why did they choose to put signal data on nodes without character shards? And obviously they put them on nodes that were 16 energy as well. And basically they're saying that it's, uh, uh, it, they don't want newer characters being able to farm them on cheaper nodes with, uh, characters on because somebody starting from scratch can build up a massive stockpile of the signal data when they don't actually need it and they're not actually going to use it and go to the end. So they're making a rational argument, but what do you think? Uh, what do you think about the argument that they're may they're making for doing it the way that they've done? Um, I actually don't mind it at all. Now, I'm probably going to get some hate for this, but I CG's intentions behind it are 100% needed. Um, I think limiting... So, there's already a divide with characters like Journey 2, characters like the Revens. People have been, you know, when I started the game, CLS came out, then JTR. You know, JTR was a huge deal. And I don't know if... I know Paul remembers the vet uh, farm. It was very, <laughs> oh, pain, yeah. very painful. Very painful. Um, I think it it's, it's, it's nice because, it like, it like they said, well, also back when I was farming the vets, you also had to choose where you're going to farm farm characters or were you going to use your cantina for mods exactly um, it's, the, it's, it's the same same idea and i kind of had a feeling that when they decided to take mods off a of cantina energy that they would eventually do something like this to stretch your um resources then and now we understand a little bit uh, about a year and a half from mods 2.0 ish um so i think it's i think it's warranted um it you as a as a newer player you have to you have to decide am i going to go behind on these farms that i need to get these op characters that everybody you you basically need to progress through the game or am i going to get something that i have little to no use of that's going to take especially low low level character uh players a long time to acquire but don't um, your 13 is not easy yeah but don't <laughs> even for me don't you think that the argument is logically inconsistent what sorry uh, what, what, what what i mean is okay so they're, they're saying that the intention is they don't want low level accounts to farm resources that they cannot use at that time in their life cycle and i i completely get that and i understand that and obviously their argument they're making the argument that it would help them to prepare once they get to gear 13 so then why not have a similar system for the signal data on a cantina node at the end, like they do for mod slicing gear at the end of the mod battles. So you've got eight stages, you've got all the various different mods, but the stage where all of the mod slicing gear is, you can't actually get until your end game. So it's 
you know, you can't get the mods. So you can get five dot mods at level 50 and 60, but you can't actually farm for the slicing gear until you hit level 80. So Man. why not do something similar with the cantina? Why not create a separate stage at the end? And each node is um, for the various different signal data that you need to get. And it does not unlock until you reach a certain level threshold or GP threshold that would be classed as end game. Well, Nev, it, it, honestly, they do. Because I remember having trouble beating the, the you know, Cantina end game nodes until I had established characters. So until you actually have those established characters, you're not going to be worried about getting to those end game Cantina nodes. And they do have it level locked, if you will, because, it, you know, you can't get there until you're a certain level. Now, that also being said, this relics are for end game players if you ch but they give the option to newer players by saying okay you've reached this certain level if you'd like to move away from gear from trying to get the vets to seven star here instead you take this you go ahead and and try to get a try to relic up one of your characters but you're not going to be getting character shards. And I'm actually applauding them for that because, you know, I'm a lot of people lately have started to say, Oh, you've got these rose colored glasses of end game content. No, not necessarily. I could see where you're coming from. <laughs> right. But and I could see where you're coming from with that thought, but not everything is for you, I said that way back in the beginning, you know, Geonosis territory battles limited for your guild size because, honestly, it's hard as balls. <laughs> yeah, it's hard as balls. Yeah. If, so basically the way I think they did it is if it, it's at 80, 80 million, I think it was 85 80. or 80 million. No. 80 million. If you can barely beat Heroic Sith, you really, really don't have any business trying Genosha's territory but, battles. But My TPK. 220 million. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and I, I can understand it, it's uh, being an endgame player. This is, this is so. The last, uh, I don't know, since March, I have pretty much stepped into being a quote-unquote endgame player. I am finally caught up. I can focus on getting ahead for a change. Um, and I've been playing the game for four years. Granted, I've had spurts of casualty between for months and not really having the proper guidance, I guess you could say at the right. beginning of the game. I don't but think, I don't think anybody in the 4 million range truly had any proper guidance. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. grateful for people like Nev doing these new accounts. We're grateful for people like Llama taking over their time to go ahead and put together 
um, these the whole story time series and 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 Lama's work with the whole art my hippie space commune of guilds, if you will. Um, <laughs> we're not an alliance. We're not a family. It's it, I call it the hippie space commune. The escape pod <laughs> castaways is a hippie space commune. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, I dig it. And, you know, I, I mean, um, we're, we're going to be talking to Nev here in just a moment about his whole horde account, uh, coming up in a moment, but you know, it's, I, I took, we took one of your, one of your accounts in, we took the Horde account into one of our, you know, if you will, end game. Oh yes. Uh, and uh, guilds, and the Nev is most appreciative of that. <laughs> Already so, getting you know, shards and probably isn't even no, I, I am currently <laughs> no, at level fifty-five. <laughs> no, we'll be we'll be we'll be discussing we will be discussing that uh, we will be discussing that uh, um, shortly. Yes, shortly here. <laughs> so, but you know, it, the whole thing is that if you are not, if you don't have the firepower. And you expect to go in and have everything handed to you, you're not playing this game right. It's a journey. Wait, I thought we were playing the game show You Might Be a Millennial If. Kidding. Don't, <laughs> I, I know. Don't, don't kill me. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But the whole thing is that we are not... We, uh, we didn't get all these boost packs and things like that near the beginning, at least that I remember. And now no, they have no these 790. No. And then they have these seven, nine, 799 crystal packs that you get a one in five chance of getting the character you want. And then you get between three and 330 shards. Yeah, no, um, I believe they called that. Uh, what was it? The uh, Rhodiums? Back in back in the early game, I think it was Erodiums, where you that's where you got like Darth Maul and Rex exclusively, exclusively, nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. That was so. Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about pay to play back in back in the early game? Erodiums is where it was at. Um, back yeah, in my no. day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, four four years is it's a very long time. Um, but yeah, that, and that's the way we liked it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't, the only thing, the only thing that comes to mind that was quote unquote, g- a good deal when it first started was the crystal subscriptions. Yes. Other than that, the, the erodium packs, in my opinion, were absolutely an atrocious deal. Right. Okay. And with that, um, uh, I think I'll bring us back on. Uh, I think I'll bring us back on the train tracks, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll go cover another category. How's that sound, DPK? Oh, look, a squirrel. <laughs> relics for one hundred, Nev. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes, we will. We will cover the relics. Now, the, there were quite a few questions regarding the relics, but some of it's nothing trivia, and some of it's fluff. Um, my apologies if uh, uh, anyone listening. Um, was one of the uh, uh, questioners. Um, uh, but some of this stuff is, uh, uh, well, I mean, like, for example, um, you know, let's start from the top. So 
are you guys planning on adding more relic levels? And this was quite a straightforward that they've designed the system so they can add more relic levels in the future, but they don't have any plans to in the short term. So it's something that they can do, but it's not something that they're planning on doing. So, you know, we, we, we've got them at seven. They can take them higher, but there are no plans to do that. Uh, question after that, uh, with relics increasing the power of pilots and therefore ships, how do ships without pilots evolve? And uh, it was a short, sweet answer there. We are aware of this growing gap and we are actively exploring ways to ensure that crewless ships do not fall behind in power. I'll be very interested to see how they do it. But since we've only got one crewless ship, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but it does matter because I have a seven star vulture droid. Damn it, Nev. Well, tough. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm going to have to bleep that out, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what, really? You're really going to have to bleep that out? <laughs> you can't say that in the U.S. Okay, all right then. Um, uh, uh, tell it to the FCC. <laughs> tell it to the FCC. And this is the part where they realize that I do have a dump button live. Oh. Anyway, go. Okay. Well, the, the, the next one was, again, Nifnaf trivia. It's just fluff. Do you have any characters with relics? And they all go through and say which ones they have relics. So not really that important. Not, not going towards the content. Um, uh, the next one was, I thought, was quite relevant, actually, and definitely want to get your take on this one, DPK. Uh, the question was, can we get a signal data heist like we got mod salvage heist after mod salvage introduction? Now, it doesn't say who answered the question, but it says we're still in the evaluation phase of relics and determining whether a signal data heist is needed. And if it is, what does it look like? They don't have any plans at this time, but um, what, what, what's your take on that, DPK? Do you think that there needs to be a data heist, uh, signal data heist, just like they did with Mod Salvage, and it would create, uh, you know, another little event that people could do? So I don't, I don't think it does right now. Um, it's still new. Uh, let it sit in. What's, what's the best word I can think of? Marinate. Let it sit in faster. Stew? No, Let faster. It stew? Faster. Let it mature. No, faster. <laughs> faster. faster. <laughs> that is definitely the word. Uh, it's definitely let it. Okay. No worries. No worries. And and if they did do it, of course, we are going to need Jawas for that. Oh, God, please, no. <laughs> Oh, God, please, no. no. Some, something. <laughs> Tuscans. I, I, no. I, I had to level them. A, I had to level them enough for the darn. Crit damage. Uh, crit, yeah. crit damage Ugh. mod battles. No, I am, I refuse to mod my, or gear up my Jawas any more than so, level so eight, a, I think they are. If at. anybody has got Deadpool Kyle, know that you can put the bugs safely on offense. Or on defense. Uh, he, if you guys watch my GA streams, you would know that too. <laughs> <laughs> but after a slight remodding, that is fixed. Hopefully. hopefully. Okay. You, you, you took away the zing that I was going for there, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> I know. I, I, ain't nobody uh, make, fun of myself, make fun of me better than me. 
Okay, so okay, so we've got a big. This this is a this is the big one now. This is the big one. Uh, We did discuss this on a previous show. We said that uh, when Relic first came out, that one of the uh, questions on the lips of everyone would be, "Why release Relics now?" Well, that is the next question. So the question is as follows: Why release Relics now? Like Gear, it's an expansion of character progression. So why release it without a new feature? Wouldn't it have been better if Relics was introduced with Lightside TB's release? Why release Relics without completing the Relic ability feature? Are we going to see more Relic levels with Lightside TB? Can we expect more Relic levels added twice a month or more? Now, CG Top Hat answered this, um, and he answered it in four parts. Now, parts one, two, and four aren't really relevant, and they're not pertinent, but three is kind of important so he addresses the why relics now and he says basically yes you're right typically we release progression systems alongside a larger content beat we didn't this time because of the size and scope of relics we wanted to evaluate it in a vacuum as much as possible As we've indicated before, we think of Relics as being a platform for some potentially really interesting changes, and we wanted to evaluate it relatively clean without something else in the system potentially inflating or deflating its numbers. So basically, they released the reason that they're giving for releasing Relics without any kind of expansion or content or anything is they wanted to see how Relics did in a vacuum with not much going on around it. Now, do you think that that's a valid response to that question? So his, his response actually makes total sense. You know, with gear 12, it came out with, or well, the gear 12 uh, left side pieces came out with Rorik Sith. Um, This makes sense because they wanted to, to see how it reacted in arena, in grand arena, in territory wars. They wanted to see, so it wasn't, you know, they did, they wanted it to, to operate by itself. So they did, they made sure it was working as intended. Um, Nothing was askew Mm -hmm. to say, at least that's what it sounds like. Um, and it makes sense. So, Relics is relatively huge. Um, I mean, your the GP bump alone just skyrockets. Yeah, <laughs> and I think a lot of people were actually looking for that after the, you know, Gear Thirteen, the uh, gave so much more stats, but just didn't give you the GP boost because it was only. <laughs> Equipping one more gear. Yeah. You don't get a GP boost when you end up um, upgrading, when you hit that upgrade, even though Correct. It, it's mods that that pretty much are changing the game when you hit gear 13. Now, it's yeah. if you are in the relic verse, then you are now dealing with all of that. Now, um, you know, I, I kind of think back... When they note when they mention this, I, I relate back to that whole economy thing. 
where it's, you know, either farm this or farm that. If you're beginning game, you don't worry about, you know, farming the signal data. You probably don't even have the gear to turn into the items that you need. So, oh, no. so to, to me, no. going back to that whole idea, it's just asinine that it's one or the other. <laughs> no, it's one or the, hey, why don't you continue to progress in the game before you start getting cocky? <laughs> I mean, I would. You should be at at the very least, at least a year, a year and a half into the game, um, just for the simple fact you're not gonna have even even then. I don't think anybody would have the required gear to do relics. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I've I've gone I've gone through. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I've gone through quite a few gear, uh, and I only have I think ten gear thirteen people or characters, and I brought them all up to two. And then there was a couple like Boss, Han, Chewie, and Grievous that I brought up higher. Those are the only ones. And I've gone through a lot of gear. Yeah. And that's gear that you've had all this time. Four years <laughs> worth of stockpiling. Of beating the, the dang tech <laughs> missions. Four years... <laughs> at UCG. I do remember having this Fix conversation it. with uh, uh, Grande. I think it was Grande, and we were talking about that. The, the RSG were talking about that, and Grande was pointing out that you know he did not entirely dissimilar to what you did. You know, uh, a couple at ones and twos, but then you know he took three characters up quite higher, and he just started chewing through all of that old salvage that you know had just been stockpiling up oh, over yeah. four years. And, and I said to him, yeah, well, you're, you're saying that the, there is eventually going to be a gear crunch. Um, and I was um, I, I think I made the point that, well, you know, a free to play um, account <laughs> that's been running for four years um, is not going to find a similar gear crunch that a whale account of 12 months or even two years is because there's, there's, you know, two years of, uh, you know, gear collecting, you know, logging in every single day, going into the, uh, going into the store and clicking on those, you know, four cheap and cheerful pieces of gear that you never need. Not to mention the fact that all of the gear that you get from the challenges, you know, is becomes, you know, redundant and useless after a certain period of time. And that just clocks up into the thousands. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, but the, there is there is a slight difference. I would say that the, there's a. Uh, I mean, it is possible um, uh, within a year for for people to be able to get Gear Thirteen and Relic uh, Relic the uh, the characters. Uh, but even at that one year point, it's still very very difficult for them to be able to decide whether they're going to you know sacrifice farming a character or um, you know put the currency towards buying the um, uh, the, the the data pieces and and i say that because at one year you're still going through a pillar system yeah so you know it's not like uh, it's not like being at a three-year point and you effectively having done the pillar system and you just kind of you know you're, you're farming for characters here and there for bits and pieces to kind of you know flesh out your roster and, and finish squads um at 12 months you're still doing the pillars and you may be in a position to take someone to gear 13 and put relics on them 
but you know do you really really want to sacrifice it if you haven't even started your farm on jtr or if you haven't started your farm on your game boy advance do you really want to sacrifice farming for a character to give them some relic tiers or do you want to finish one of your squads yeah uh, so uh, yeah so, so but, we are um, yeah we, we are running really really long in this segment um i want to make sure that uh that you have a chance to uh plug your channel real quick uh um kyle because you know it's it is a fun channel to watch um go ahead and tell our listeners where to find you and uh what your what your show schedule is all right. Um, now that I'm, you know, kind of stable now, I'm going. To, I uh, stream every Monday at eight thirty Eastern uh, time, uh, and it's we, me, and my buddy Dagger. We do uh, Dan and Kyle do Hollywood, where we offshoot Swaga with something that's going on in Hollywood. Um, I usually come up with clever. <laughs> titles and whatnot um and we talk swaga and we do we do we talk a lot more uh we do sports at a little bit of at the end we talk about other games we're playing um and then i also i also hop on and uh try to stream my grand arenas regularly um sometimes or most of the time i'll have dagger with me sometimes i'll have I'll be by myself, uh, but we're we're working on uh, having more guests and stuff on on my show uh, around the show, and it's it's been a it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I get to announce <laughs> territory uh, battle week every week. Yes, you do. <laughs> and Scotty announces territory wars every week, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> we miss uh, you, yep. Scotty. <laughs> we do. We miss you. I miss you, Scotty. It's. Uh, it's definitely weird not hearing your voice and Nev. It's you. You're doing a great job filling in for him. <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. Hey, he do, he doesn't just fill in. He he officially is. So you know, Nev is here to stay, guys. We we I I love for now the, <laughs> until I push him out an airlock for being a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, um, you know, check out, uh, check out the show links, check out all the, uh, all the information in the, in our discord channel for more information on Deadpool, Kyle and Dan and Kyle do Hollywood coming up after the break. We're going to just touch on the last little segment that we haven't talked about, which is a two question thing about game mechanics, really fun information. And then we talk to Neil Andrew air about that wonderful, the Nev Hoard account right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Micaius Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaius will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaius has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, 
including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans, and more. Contact Micaias today on Discord at all lowercase Micaias number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at MicaiasMods at gmail.com. Micaias Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Ghost Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the escape pod to sign up. Um, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. So, we're into our final segment. How are you feeling, Paul? Wasn't that a good interview with DPK? It was It was absolutely a great interview with DPK. Man, we've gone... Uh, we're, we haven't broken our record yet, which is a good thing, but uh, we are going really long today. <laughs> I'm I'm, uh, I, I'm information-packed show. I've been loving this show. <laughs> Well, it, we we have had a complete and uh, you know info overload this week. You know, you know the, the the state of the gate, the state of the galaxy, the Q and A, the uh, uh, the dev report. There's just been so much going on this week. Uh, you know, we it's uh, we have a saying in the UK: you 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 wait for ages for one bus, and then two come at the same time. You know, we've been waiting for ages for info, and then all of a sudden, we just get bombarded with data in one week. Yeah, it's. Yeah, <laughs> force goes, Scotty. Paul worrying about time. Well, I'll be. You know, Scotty, I've always worried about time. It's just I am late and you're early. It's okay. Um, you know, it's it's fine. If anybody has any questions for us uh, with the um, in our listener lounge, you know, this has been a live show. Feel free to throw it inside the uh, inside the listener lounge. We will get to those questions as we can. Uh, but let's get to the last two questions of the Q&A, the game mechanics questions. And uh, um, why don't you take the first one? I'll take the second. Ah! You, 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 <laughs> you, you take the first one. I'll take the second. My tab's not uh, opening. I was enjoying. I, I loved the second one, but that's fine. Um, Han Solo's uh, shots first stun on both hits. Does he twice stun? And if so, why? He applies two stacks of ferocity to Darth Revan, led Empire Sith for uh, on his first turn. Shouldn't the first shot stun this and the target and the second bonus attack just do damage? Um, if Viking took this one, saying basically that Han Solo um, and and Oric Han Solo's unique ability shoots first allows his basic ability to stun during his bonus turn at the beginning of a battle. Additionally, this ability allows him to attack again the first time he uses a basic attack each turn. The combination of the two effects creates a scenario where he uses basic attack twice at the same turn, thus applying stun twice. So, it's... If they changed how it's stunned, then it's, you know, it would absolutely... 
it, it would change a game mechanic. Uh, you know, Han could become too over overpowered in a case to where you know characters that react like uh, like a uh, Sith Empire team react when they get stunned or when they gain a negative status effect. So I'm I'm sorry that you know they wrote a kit that goes against another kit. They've been doing it all this time. It's a power creep. Yeah, but do, do, do most people, I mean, uh, do, is there a lot of people out there that use Han in a squad against Darth Revan? Uh, I figured most people would go for the uh, the Grievous Nuke team against a Darth Revan, especially with relics now. It's it's entirely a... Uh, uh, it. We'll have to see what comes of all of this. Um Force Ghost Scotty wants to know if Scotty knows, and Scotty, you don't know, because Scotty doesn't know, and Scotty doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Jay Solo wants to know, and, and you can um, you can answer this one, uh, Did you, uh, what about that droid attack on the Wookiee? What about that droid attack on the Wookiees? What about that droid attack on the Wookiees? Uh, my, 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 my face looks exactly like the icon after that question, Mark. <laughs> um, we do want to mention that one of our good friends, Heinze, who has been a guest host on the show, will be doing a live stream at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time um, or uh, 9.30 p.m. tonight Australian Time. If you guys do listen to the show on replay and you do uh, hear this in time, um, you know, which is in 11 hours from now. Feel free to join Heinze for his uh, for his first GAC live stream. Oh, that will be fun. That will be fun. It's not conflicting with Urza, is it? No, we're conflicting with Urza. Oh, we, oh yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point, actually. We're conflicting with Urza. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get a bunch of, uh, you know, we'll get a bunch of angry people from the hall in here. Like, stop crossing the streams. It's very bad. <laughs> in fact, uh, let's see here. Yeah, Urza is set to go live in eight minutes from now from this live recording. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it quick, so we didn't uh, impact Urza. Oh, we we're, we're not a lot of the hall. We're, yeah, but we're, we're you know he's just doing the pleasantries and the introductions and 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 the chatting away. We're not going to miss any of his quality content. You know, you, we, we all know what Urza's like. It takes him a couple of beers to really, really get into it. You know, so uh, we've got thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But I, I do enjoy. Uh, um, I do enjoy doing the whole entire uh, being the warm up act when it's when it's Grand Arena Championship time. I do enjoy doing that for Urza. We're gonna have to try to get him on before he goes live before he gets too drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but he is more entertaining when he's uh, you know when he's half cut. You know, he is a lot more entertaining when he's half cut. He really gets into character. Yeah, you know, it, we get Friday Night Smackdown, and then we get, I don't know, what do we want to Raw. call uh, Urza? Well, I mean, Urza. Raw's on Monday night. Urza. It's Monday Night Raw. I, I don't know. It's been that long since I've watched Smackdown and Raw. I don't know what days they're on, or who's good, or who's bad, or, you know, no idea. Uh, shall, <laughs> uh, shall, we do the, uh, shall we do the second question from the, uh, the mechanics questions? 
Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, you, 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 go on. You, you do it. You wanted to do it. I mean, I've got it in front of me, but you wanted to do it anyway. Well, yeah, I, I am. I'm loving this. How does crit avoidance interact with crit chance? If Yoda has 100%, uh, 150% crit chance and Treya has 70% crit avoidance, uh, does Yoda have an 80% chance to crit? And I, I love that it's simple math here. Um, and they even said, fun fact, that means that negative critical avoidance, such as General Grievous's leader ability, can increase your chance to critically hit because minus 20% crit avoidance is the same as plus 20 crit chance. So if, <laughs> if, if you apply crit of, uh, negative crit avoidance to another player, you're simply giving yourself or maybe, you know, yes, I know it doesn't apply in this case, but maybe even Greedo. <laughs> I, knew, yeah, I, just, I knew that's where you were going. I knew, just knew that's where you were going. I want to be able to flip the coin. I don't want a chance that I don't get the coin. Uh, it, it's simple. It's as simple as that. Don't take away my opportunity to flip a coin. Give me a guaranteed opportunity to flip that coin. Awesome. <laughs> well, you, uh, you, uh, you, you're happy. You're happy with that, aren't you? You're really happy with a guaranteed coin toss. I, I'm, I'm never going to be happy with a coin toss. Um, but uh, hey, if you're happy, that's good for with me. But, but if if you knew there was a chance for a coin toss that would give you another coin, you wouldn't want to do that. And knowing that that first coin still you get to own the coin afterward. Well, uh, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, I think the only an analogy I can think of is if if you're in a casino, do you pl when you and you're playing roulette, do you go with black or do you go with red? Because I, I I've played roulette and I would never make a fifty fifty. I just don't like fifty uh, okay. fifty. Well, I've, still, I've never liked okay. a fifty fifty. Okay, I'm gonna go. L let's let's take that let's take that analogy, and and I just wanna wanna walk you through this. I'm going to give you a, a $50 chip that you can go play roulette. And I'll even tell you that there's no green zero or green double zero on that wheel. It's only red and black. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to give you a $50 chip. And no matter if you win or lose, you get to keep that chip. But if you win, you're going to be able to – you have to bet again. But – you will be able to keep that chip as well. Don't you want a chance to keep, or don't you, wouldn't you rather have the chip guaranteed in your hands instead no. of the chip possibly going away? I would rather expend my resources on something with better odds. It's as simple as that. All right. Because the analogy but, uh, is odds. You know, we're talking about odds. And uh, you know, I'll I, I will pass on a coin flip. I will I would rather spend my resources on something that gives me better odds of damage because that's what it is. You know, it's it's a turn-based game, and you're trying to increase your odds of doing maximum damage when you have your turn. And you know, a coin toss on damage is you know just yeah, I'm just not feeling it, not feeling it. And I don't think I ever will. I mean, I get. Why I get where you're coming from, um, but uh, you know I prefer putting uh, resources in um, uh, uh, results with uh, better odds. That's all. All right. Well, it, it's it's that time. You know we're we're going to do this every single week where we check in 
you know, if you aren't able to catch um, Neil's uh, talk about his Horde account, if you're not able to catch his videos, this last segment, The Bridge, is where I will check in every single week with Neil Andrew Ayer and see how The Horde is doing. Neil? Go ahead. Yeah, well, it's been uh, it's been going very, very, very well. Actually, uh, we're uh, we're currently up to fifty six. The um, the shard chat has kind of calmed down. We've got a lot of people in there. We've we've got um, uh, we've got over twenty people, and the the payouts are kind of spreading out. You know, there's there's still a couple of uh, payout hours where people are you know doubling up. But, uh, you know, people are kind of getting a feel of where they can. Everyone's changing. So you look down the list and, you know, one person, then the next, then the next. And uh, it's working great for me. I mean, I I'm not getting what I initially expected, which is, you know, a, a top five finish. Uh, you know, sometimes it's top ten. Sometimes it's top five. I mean, we've been going nine days now. And out of those nine days, I've hit top spot three times. I think I've hit number two or three twice. And then... Uh, I finished, you know, either 5th to 10th, and there was one time where uh, I just couldn't get my computer up and running, and I ended up from 10th to, tw <laughs> tenth to, tenth to 20th. Um, the, the, I'm, it's, it's taken me so much longer uh, to get used to this Windows 10 operating system, and every time it updates, it resets all my audio settings back to default, and I have to tweak everything again. But uh, uh, no, the, 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 the account is going brilliantly. I'm getting a really, really good crystal income from the the squad arena uh, that that reflects in the uh, the farming the farming is going brilliantly the boost from the the hoarded materials i didn't have as big a boost as the uh, the other hoarders because there were multiple hoarders that joined oh, wow. multiple there were multiple hoarders that joined joined my shard and not to mention uh, some of those hoarders are actual content creators there are three content creators in total um, in my arena shard, there's a, there's a content creator called General Stash, who is uh, <clears throat> relatively new. He's only been doing content for a couple of months. Um, the logarithm only just picked him up to me uh, within the last few weeks, so uh, I've been chatting with him. But Bulldog is also in and about there as well. Um, he, he's not been in the top 20 for a few days now, um, but he is in the top 50. He's kind of like around the uh, around the 30s. So you've got Bulldog, you've got General Stash, and then you've got me. Um, and then there's a couple of... Uh, there, there, are, there are some really, really good whales. Um, uh, and there are some excellent hordes. I mean, we do have one horde um, that's got a seven-star trailer. Oh, uh, there is a there is a there is a horde with a seven star trayer. They've got um, they're called uh, uh, Absalom's Hope, and uh, when you look in their inventory, it's it's like my god, this this horde must have been going for twelve months plus. It had to have been going for twelve months plus because they've got the seven star trayer, the seven star Han Solo, the seven star General Kenobi. It's got a seven star Luke Skywalker, a seven star over. You know, we're we're talking seven stars across the board you know seven stars across the board on uh, on all of the heroics uh but because of the levels and because of the gears uh you you can still be competitive with them uh and that's the uh i suppose that's the beauty of the early game is that there are lots of people in and around the 50s and the 60s and the 70s but because the gears are relatively low that that around that six and seven area 
uh, it's still quite possible to be competitive. So my uh, current rank is 11th. I finished first earlier on today. Uh, I've got a, a power of 30, but, you know, I can easily take on uh, people that have got 40 and people that have got, uh, you know, in the mid 30s because I am currently running a Jedi team. I was able to unlock Bastilla. Yeah. I was able I to was unlock. Ask you, yep, what I was you going after. I had to. Uh, for, I think for the first five days, uh, I was just running Phoenix because uh, uh, obviously I had Hera and I had Ezra because uh, the Horde allowed me to uh, uh, build up a bunch of Cantina energy, and I wanted to take Ezra and Hera to a you know a competitive level, and then obviously Chopper, I was able to do that with as well. So first few days, I had to use Phoenix. But I kind of threw my young Han Solo in there as well, because uh, he is absolutely brilliant. And even at levels 40 and 50, once you get the rest of the team prepared, you know, he's he's hitting with like 50, 75, 100% plus damage. So as long as he survives, you know, you can take out much, much heavier hitters. But I went hard on farming Bastilla so that I could have a Jedi team. So it's now Bastilla, Ezra, Kanan, and Old Ben. I was able to get Old Ben activated as well. And Han Solo is there for the extra DPS because all of the other Jedi early game, they're pretty pants. You know, you've got uh, Jedi Consular Finn and you've got Mace Windu. So <laughs> you don't have an awful lot of uh, you don't have an awful lot of options. But uh, from a farming point of view, uh, currently farming Bastilla. Bobber, Zalbar, and Poggle. Um, right. And well, obviously so obviously farming Poggle for the bounty hunter ship. So it's bounty hunters as much as possible. And every few days I unlock a level that allows me to farm for more. So, uh, you know, it's on the books for me to get, uh, uh, get up there and in and around farming the rest of the bounty hunters and the rest of the bounty hunter ships, which is where I want to be. Well, so where are you going to be this time next week? What's your goal? Well, my goal—I uh, uh, would uh, my goal this time next week would be to be farming uh, Jolie at a minimum. Uh, I, if I can farm, if I can start farming Jolie, then uh, uh, you know he will become the fifth. He will become the fifth. I, I'm losing the uh, one DPS with Young Han Solo, but I'm getting the benefit of a healer, and uh, it'll just be a case of putting as much offense on Ezra Bridger as possible. I need. The, uh, I need the extra uh, DPS in the uh, mod challenges, though. I finally unlocked five dot mods uh, earlier on today, which is, you know, a godsend uh, because I was able to complete all eight stages. Thanks to having wonderful allies, uh, I was able to complete all eight stages of the mod battles. So I've unlocked every single mod challenge. But because I only had um, uh, a few five star characters i was only able to unlock tiers one and two on all of the challenges so now i'm just progressing through each challenge until i can unlock tier three but it, 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 tier three is a you know it's a different animal to tiers one and two but at least now all i'll be doing is farming five dot mods so uh, for me that's good when when i go into the arena and i look at my opponents you know they're still doing ones twos and threes and fours so uh, having a slightly weaker squad but having that entire squad comprised of five dot mods should should help me in uh, holding a top 20 spot because I've been in the top 20 and I haven't left. And that's the good news. And I'm five levels away from uh, uh, Fleet and Fleet has not been kind to uh, a lot of my shard mates because of the Millennium Falcon event. All of the whales that were in the last Fleet shard all went to town buying bounty hunters and uh, 
uh, bounty hunters and the bounty hunter ships so they could get milfs so uh unfortunately uh fortunately for me but unfortunately for them uh the uh the the last fleet shard is full of whales but it'll be another five days before i go fleet there we go all right well um is there anything uh anything else you want to cover this week because uh we are approaching urza time <laughs> yes it's it's time to uh it's time to get ready for the haul all right. Well, first off, we do have, uh, since this is the first show of the month, I am going to thank all of our uh, Patreons um, in uh, in the order that they're on my screen. Our Patreons this month are Tenpool, Adam, we've got Sobe, we've got uh, Charlie, we've got Dano, we've got another Dan, we've got uh, we've got Dagger, we've got David. Uh, uh, let's see, we have. Uh, Buzzsaw, we have E-Grace Gamer, we have my buddy Ghost overseas right now. Hope you're being safe, buddy. Heinze, thank you so much. Uh, we got Apropos, we have uh, Mohican, um, we have John K, we've got John O, uh, Caden Ace, the first ever, uh, um, the, the inaugural Patreon. We have uh, Kurt. Uh, Deadpool Kyle, I'm going to give you a shout out, even though you had to uh, take yours away this month because of the moving. Don't worry about it, brother. We love you. <laughs> we have uh, Michael. We have Oliver. Uh, that's fighting drunk, my friend. We've got uh, the Llama, Savage Diva. We've got Uber. We have Zed, and we have the person that we'll be throwing to here in a moment, the one, the, the only, Urzatron. And uh, one also special thank you to Danku for always uh, always being supportive of the show from the very, very beginning. Uh, Danku and Kyle, of course, being the two people that, uh, that knew about the plan to create this in the first place. So, uh, Goobatine, you're Charlie. All right. Gooby, Goobatine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not <laughs> write in there that you are Goobatine, so I no longer call you Charlie. <laughs> um so uh nev anything else my friend before we uh before we throw it because i'm feeling like i'm gonna bring a seance no no i think uh, i think i think we're good i think it's uh i think it's time to uh i think it's time to well, uh, uh call time on. on the show okay hang on hang on i'm gonna try and use the force here i'm gonna try and use the force because i really 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 want to try and and, and bring this back because he was here before. If I could get him to come back, that, that'd be awesome. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it. You ready, Nev? Yeah. Use the force. Come on. All right. All right. Force Ghost Scotty. Push the button. Don't mind if I do. Wait. Wait. Why is my hand continuously going through the button? Get off my train. Get off my train. Get off my train, Nev. <laughs> You got it, mate. Ta-ta for now, folks. What's going on? Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods! Close down the circuit! Evacuate the scene! Self-destruct mechanism has been activated! Abandon ship! Where is it? Where is it? It's gonna be here! Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 6, 7, 
Friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. <laughs>